Good morning. This is Dr. Odell Glenn of the OG Inspiration Show, bringing you inspiration, motivation, empowerment to enrich your lives through education, career planning. From my own experiences, nonprofit organizations, various authors, faith-based communities, coaches, entrepreneurs, professionals, and small business owners. And so the purpose of life, guys, is to live it, to taste experience, to turn obstacles into opportunities to the utmost and to reach out eagerly and without fear for newer and richer experiences. But we have an innovative God and he is constantly challenging us to reflect his glory, to utilize the characteristics he has given each of us to move forward towards righteousness. And we must often be innovative in that test. And so guys, as I do each week, I like to greet you and just basically inspire you this morning. And today we have an awesome guest. His name is Mr. Gracio Daniels, and he is a couple of things, and he has a plethora of skills. And so I'm going to inspire you this morning by what he uses as his model. And so the first inspirational quote this morning is imagination is the ability to navigate the unknown. I'm going to repeat that. Imagination is the ability to navigate the unknown. And so we've been talking about the unknown for quite some time. We're living in a COVID time where a lot of unknowns and uncertainties are around us, but we still have to imagine and be creative and be innovative. And so when you put that skill set together, you can then navigate the unknowns. And most often than not, you come out with new ideas and witty ideas and things that you haven't thought of that basically could propel you to the next level. So sometimes you have to imagine. I also tell people to write things down. The Bible even says, write the vision down and make it plain. As you write it, not knowing how you're going to get from A to B, you're using your imagination, you're using your creativity, and then the universe then usually responds to what you imagine or what you thought. And so DeGracio Daniels' quote of imagination is the ability to navigate the unknown. Navigating the unknown is a great thing because, again, as I mentioned, it brings you into a world, into a system, into a way of thinking, into a new arena that you never thought, and then you can build upon that. Another quote this morning that I would like to inspire you, which is one of DeGracia Daniels' quotes, is to work hard and play harder. That's right. The harder you work, the harder you should be able to play. And the working hard, yes, it's strenuous, but it's worth it at the end. And so continue to work hard, continue to work on your grind, continue to do what you need to do to get from point A to B, but there's rewards at that for playing harder later. And the last quote that I want to leave with you before I read our guest bio this morning is inception is a leadership skill. That's right. Inception is a leadership skill. You know, in order to be an effective leader, you basically have to have certain skills and inception is basically one of them. And so for those that are recognizing that skill, realize that you have leadership in you. One last quote before we go. We got to blaze our own trails. That's right. You have to blaze your own trails because your fingerprint is different than everybody else's. So why not be unique in that respect and blaze your own trails? And as the quote that I said first, you'll go into the unknown, you can actually create opportunities for others. And so our guest today is Mr. DeGracia Daniels. DeGracia Daniels creates solutions with technology. He is an associated systems engineer, a software architect, and a project manager with 20 years of progressive experience in virtual augmented reality development. His professional includes designing, building, delivering virtual and augmented reality products, training systems and centers to clients and customers all over the world. DeGracia's work covers the spectrum of complex military systems to include proposal, design, manufacturing, testing, delivery, and maintenance. He is a proven team leader, motivator, and active participant, leading with integrity and respect for all. 
Degrasse received his Bachelor of Science in Industrial Engineering from the illustrious Florida A&M University, and he is a Marching 100 alumni. He continued his education at the University of Central Florida, where he received his Master of Science in Interactive Simulation and Training Systems Design, Virtual Augmented Reality Engineering. He spent the last 18 years fully engaged in designing, building, and delivering virtual reality products all over the world. Known for collaborative project management approaches focused on learning and adaptation, DeGrasse is experienced in design engineering with systems engineering training, project program execution, strategic planning, government contracts, and subcontractor management. He has communicated project status and risk across team boundaries to all project stakeholders for more than 90 training simulator projects implementing agile practices and processes on projects, budgets ranging from 100K to 330M, from exception through the full product life cycle. Of these 90 training simulator projects, DeGrasse has analyzed more than 50,000 requirements to develop accurate and efficient test procedures. Currently, DeGrasse uses this, his expertise in virtual reality and augmented reality to create interactive systems, stages which allows performers to push the boundaries of performing by creating a digital, physical, and multimedia experience that fully immerses the audience in rich audio and visual experience. As a business management consultant, he defines organizational vision, determines execution roadmaps, and tailors business techniques to meet costs and schedule. DeGrasse uses learning lean thinking to lead continuous pro process improvement efforts resulting in waste reduction. Familiar with the latest engineering practices, DeGrasse can speak about a variety of technological, futuristic, and cultural art subjects. Aside from his accomplished career, DeGrasse is an accomplished dancer, musician, and artist performing in venues all over the world. DeGrasse has performed with legends such as Wynton Marshalls and Nat Adderley. His work of art has been featured at art institutions such as Atlanta's High Museum of Art and the Goat Farm Arts Center. McGrasse's mottos are work hard and play harder. Imagination is the ability to navigate the unknown. Inception is a leadership skill. And we gotta blaze our own trails. After this short commercial break, we will interview Mr. DeGrasse Daniels. Are you a full-time caregiver for a loved one with a terminal illness? Do you feel overwhelmed at times? Do you often feel as if there is no hope? Well, with over 12 years of caregiving experience for two parents alone, in addition to writing a dissertation, fulfilling ministerial obligations, working home-based businesses, and radio personality responsibilities, Dr. Odell Glenn has found the time and has had the energy to write a book to inspire and empower other caregivers. Purchase his book entitled, Caregiving, the inspirational manual on his website at www.ogcaregiving.com. And you can also book him to come and speak at your next event, function, or club. Again, the website is www.ogcaregiving.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Orlando Morris McCauley Jr., a candidate for Episcopal service in the AME Church. I'm the father of three young men and one daughter who are millennials. Their vision and concept of church is quite different than tradition. One of my visions as candidate for bishop is to find innovative ways for which millennials can exercise their gifts and share their vision, especially through technology. There are a few ways you can help the Macaulay for Bishop campaign by donating monetary gifts. You may do so by visiting our website at www.macaulayforbishop.com and clicking on the donation page on the menu. You may donate using the Cash App or the Givelify options. Your gift can make a huge difference in the life of the church. Find us on Facebook at Macaulay for Bishop 2020. Share our link, promote what we do, or find out how to volunteer. The Lord bless and keep you is my prayer. Do you need a certain SAT score to get into the college of your choice? Well, Dr. Odell Glenn can help you get it. The three-tier foundation offers online SAT prep classes. 
Dr. Glenn will show you test strategies and tactics needed to get the score you want. The exam is beatable with the proper coach. We are open to working with individuals, schools, and groups for six-week online sessions. Sign up at www.3tierfoundation.com forward slash SAT dash preparation. That's www.3tierfoundation.com forward slash SAT dash preparation. Does your child have an interest in STEM? Is he or she always asking the why questions? With four engineering degrees behind him, Dr. Glenn can help you better navigate the process. Sign up on his website at www.ogstem.com for newsletters, his upcoming book, and webinars dedicated to STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. The key to success is to plan early. It's never too early to plan. In need of a motivational speaker for your upcoming event, Dr. Glenn speaks at school graduations, public gatherings, colleges, and universities. In addition, he is a national radio personality as well as published author. Have him speak at your next in-person or online event at 3tierfoundation at gmail.com. That's the number 3tierfoundation at gmail.com. Okay, audience, welcome back. This is Dr. Odell Glenn. We have with us this morning, Mr. DeGracia Daniels, and we are elated and excited to have him with us. Mr. DeGracia Daniels, can you greet the audience and tell us where you're from? Good morning, audience. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you all for having me on the show today. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you so much. I am a resident of Atlanta, Georgia. I'm from Gainesville, Florida. I was raised in Gainesville, Florida. After that, I pretty much stayed in Florida for the majority of my life. And then I found my way via New York here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I've been in Atlanta, Georgia for the last 10 plus years. Awesome. Thank you, Mr. DeGracia. DeGracia, before we get into your education, after reading your bio, some people may not understand what augmented reality and virtual reality is. Can you explain those terms in layman's terms? Absolutely. Augmented reality and virtual reality are technologies and techniques that are used to fool some of the human senses. So I'll go into both of them. They're slightly different. Virtual reality is the notion where I put a user, a person, into a synthetic environment, into a digital environment. So the sounds we hear are created by a computer. The imagery we see are displayed on some type of screens. The sense and things that I feel are produced by digital recreation. So for a virtual environment, a user is 100% or as close to it placed into a digital environment. Okay, so that's virtual reality. So examples of virtual reality are the Oculus Rifts, the HTC Vibes, the um, various caves. I can't remember the Star Wars item, but there's a couple of different items out there where you can experience virtual reality. The consumer version has been real popular over the last five or so years, and it's starting to penetrate our consumer market. Now, for augmented reality, slightly different notion. Augmented reality is the notion where I bring digital content and I place the digital content in the real world as a user. So me, myself, as a user, I can see the world around me and then I'm adding you know, digital content. I will add med- metadata. For example, I can add a virtual vehicle, let's say a construction equipment. And then with that construction equipment, I can have metadata about it to see what it would look like in the real world. It's not there physically, but through the use of some type of vision technologies and graphic technologies, I can see that overlaid in the real world. So examples of augmented reality technologies are the HoloLens, Microsoft HoloLens. Google Glass was a very simple version of augmented reality. You had the Meta 2, they had an augmented reality solution. Again, these are samples where we can still, the user can still see the real world and then interact with the digital content as opposed to virtual reality. All the senses of the user are cut off from the real world and they are immersed in a fully digital environment. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so 
Guys, this technology is ever increasing. Doc Grashi is going to tell us later about where it's used and how he's using it for his own company. But as you can see, with COVID, colleges and universities are now teaching online, as well as lots of online learning and lots of meetings taking place in a virtual world, which has then exponentially increased the use of this technology. Degrasha, you went to the Florida AME University to get your bachelor's in industrial engineering, and then you went on and got your master's of science at the University of Central Florida in interactive simulation and training design. Can you tell us what made you go into this field? What was the spark that said, hey, I want to do it, be an engineer? Dr. Glenn, uh, that's a great question. You ask about my choices of higher education and why did I choose engineering? It has been a long journey. That journey started back in the early 90s, so that was a long time ago. But my initial desire, it came from the notion that I wanted to fly airplanes and I wanted to build airplanes from since a young and early age. I've always have been interested in how things work and how to put things together. I remember early as a child, this is a funny story. I remember watching TV shows about, you know, Star Trek and movies about Star Trek. And then, you know, as a young person, I didn't understand, but I assumed the toys were just like the items I saw on TV. So I thought little people were inside my toys, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, So I started opening up my toys with screwdrivers and tools. And I was looking for the little people and the little electronics to see how it worked. Cause you know, I thought it was going to be the same thing I saw on TV. And, you know, of course, once I opened it, I'm like, well, it's not what I saw on TV. And then I started asking myself, well, how does it work? You know, what makes it go? Another example was a remote control car that I had as a toy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying maybe about, I'm about eight or nine years old and it ran on batteries. And back in the, you know, the eighties, <laughs> not a lot of people, had a lot of batteries to put stuff in. So, you know, right. we only had the toy, but we didn't have batteries quite often. So I'm like, okay, what can I do to power this thing? So I found myself as a kid building and empowering my remote control toys using other solutions, you know, other power sources and trying to figure out how can I power this thing without batteries? You know, so here I am, I'm like, you know, I want to play with my toy, but I ain't got X components. So how can I make my own component that works just like X? You know, you can see as a kid, I started going down that route of just trying to figure out how things work so I can move forward to the next step. Fast forward to my first college was the illustrious Florida A&M University, which is an historically black college and university located in Tallahassee, Florida. I was a band nerd and Florida A&M has one of the most prestigious and historic marching bands, the Marching 100. So, you know, that helped me decide to go to Florida A&M University, being part of the Marching 100. Not only that, they had an amazing engineering program at that school. And I was blessed to be in the Marching 100 and to be an engineering student there. So while in college, while at Florida A&M, I initially went for civil engineering. And I soon found that I wasn't interested in the way on how to build concrete I wasn't interested in the tension of asphalt and building roads. So that was my initial major. And I ended up changing my major to industrial engineering. And with industrial engineering, this leads to the notion of processes, how things work, designing for the user through human analysis. And I really enjoyed that major at Florida A&M University. At the end of my career at Florida A&M University, I still wasn't sure on what I wanted to do. I wanted to build airplanes, but this was at a time where things, when it comes to aircraft and all the larger systems, we were kind of scaling back as a nation, as a society. So I decided to go to graduate school and I looked at two things. I wanted to build artificial prosthetic limbs for athletes that may have been disabled somehow. And I looked at this game design slash interactive simulation program. I ended up choosing interactive simulation and training systems design at University of Central Florida because I am a strong gamer background and it had a real strong connection to gaming and video game development. As opposed to going to school for video game development, I did this particular program in 1999. 
Now, this was a, extremely ahead of the curve. I didn't realize how important that decision would be 20 years later. Basically, this program was virtual reality and augmented reality about right. 20, 25 years before it hit the consumer market, you know, before it became popular. And it's still a fringe technology, you know, 20, 25 years later. But take, becoming part of that program, being immersed in modeling and simulation at such an early age allowed me to be at the fringe, at the forefront of this technology that is just now starting to um, come into the limelight of the general public. And, you know, I've had an amazing career with my various companies, Panasonic, Lockheed Martin, Futurist. I've been able to play with some amazing things and develop some amazing technologies and platforms and training solutions using the highest fidelity level of virtual reality and augmented reality. And it's been fun. I've worked with individuals from all over the world and I've received a lot of positive feedback, but it was fortunate for me to find that program to get in it without knowing what type of explosion it was going to have in the future. Right. Um, so that's just a little bit of my background when it comes to Florida A&M University and University of Central Florida. Wow. And so audience, I want, I don't know if you really heard what Degrassi mentioned. Basically, he started off as an industrial engineer of connecting systems and processes together. And then that led him to get his master's of science and something specialty like interactive simulation and training. And at that time, again, that was fairly new, but and fast forward to 2021, this field is growing with leaps and bounds because we are learning in levels of consciousness. We're looking in virtual and we are, are basically kind of, you know, enclosing our own homes as well as quarantine. But in terms of business and in terms of video game animation, this is basically a right on time major. And so, Degrassi, can you tell us how you started your business? What made you start your business and expound it to where it is today? What was the deciding factor to say, hey, I need to not work for a company, but to start my own? Where I'm at and how I got to this place of translucent reflections is that I have a strong technical background in these technologies. And I'm also a creator. I love living in the unknown and I work with a lot of artists, a lot of dancers. I'm a dancer myself, a lot of visionaries, a lot of storytellers. And I found that there's an extreme need. And there still is a big demand on individuals who can speak technology, who can manipulate technology and transform it and create various solutions for artists. I find it a unique paradigm to be in both worlds where I can speak technical and also understand the visions of artists because it'll come in all sorts of forms, various designs, various visions, various dreams. And as a person who was an engineer and an artist, I found working with other artists or talking with other artists, I was able to create affordable solutions that worked for them for the performances and for their shows. So I created my business around that using the technologies that I would use in corporate environment. And I mostly apply them to art and social justice and the community impact. So that's how I got where I, those are some of the things that I do mostly. I'm working with a group called community spelled with an X to develop and to help increase the number of diverse students in the esports and the gaming industry, right? I'm working with various organizations to come up with curriculums that will allow them to bring in interns and help increase their particular objectives in their industry. So it's been real fun to work in that paradigm. And of course, myself, right? You know, I work with these things and I apply these technologies, dabble in these technologies, try to figure out, okay, this is what I would do in the office and this will cost me, I don't need to buy this equipment. It's going to cost me $100 million or I should say $100,000. How can I do that with free and open source software? How can I do that with cheap software and the tools that I have around me? So it's taking the concepts, finding the free things and mimicking what I would do in the office with high power tools and technology. Awesome. Awesome. And so audience, as you can see, Degrasse combined his talents into one big business. And it's very interesting that 
you do that, Degrassi, because even like myself, I went engineering on steroids, which I don't advise anyone to do. But at any rate, I'm <laughs> taking all of those degrees and mixing them up and educating people, which is a very powerful. And so Degrassi is a dancer. He's also an accomplished musician and artist. And he's now taking all those skill sets with his background in engineering and then saying, hey, this is a product that I'm offering that will never go away because now it could reach not just my community, but it could reach all over the world. Degrassi, your powerful subject matters, aircraft, avionics, augmented and virtual reality, robotics, engineering, and project management. Can you talk to us about robotics? What type of robotics have you worked on? Are you working on? Yes, I am a first robotics coach. This is my 12th year of coaching a robotics team. So you have Pop Warner football, you have basketball, you have soccer, but I coach robotic teams. So I've been doing that for a while and I really enjoy robotics. I'm currently coaching a team. I am FRC, First Robotic Competition, Team 3091, and we are called the 100 Scholars Robotic Alliance. We are in our robotic build season, which typically goes from January through February. So I'm full speed robotic build phase right now. All right. So and is that, is that oh, sorry, a national competition? That is a worldwide competition. We're talking hundreds of thousands of participants across the world. First has been around for 30 plus years. And it's one of the largest, if not the largest youth programs when it comes to STEM but it is a massive platform and I've used this platform to uh, reach out to our underprivileged students in Atlanta to teach them soft skills such as time management, communication, um, documentation, um, you know, being able to form your thoughts in a logical manner, right? You know, of course we're going to build a robot, but there are so many other things that we can learn through this platform. And that's the beauty of it. You know, through technology, I can teach so many other things. And it's been a blessing to watch some of my students become my peers in engineering, right? I've been around long enough to see middle school students become engineers and professionals, right? So it is an amazing journey. And every year, it's such a blessing to participate in that. It's just so exciting. And I really get excited about talking about robots and building robots. I could have to share some of the videos and some of the things that I've done so you can see some of the progress we've made over the years. But over the years, I've personally touched thousands of students here in Georgia alone. Awesome. Awesome. Degrassi, just in case there's a parent or a child that is listening to this radio audience right now and they want to be a part of your robotics team, how can they reach you to connect with you to join the team? Absolutely. You can find me under DeGratier A. Daniels on most social media platforms. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. You can find me on that platform or you can email me directly at Daniels81 at Hotmail.com. And I'm always looking for students and coaches and mentors. So I'm actively looking for individuals. If you want to participate, come on, give me a holler. I have implemented a virtual session So we're doing a lot of the items virtual. So our teams are for Atlanta, but you don't have to be here in Atlanta. You can pretty much be anywhere and attend our sessions, our meetings and sessions. And we're even designing and building using Google Hangouts and Zoom type technology. So please, if you're interested in robotics, uh, we got robotics for all ages, pretty much from elementary, middle school and high school age. And of course, adults, you're more than welcome to get in there and learn these uh, technologies and techniques as well. It is a no age restriction and learning environment and everybody's welcome. Awesome. And so Degrassi, you also do video game development and I'm interviewing several video game developers as well as esports. What type of games have you developed and what are some of the future games that people should kind of look out for? Are, are there any popular, really popular games that you recommend high school students or maybe even junior high school students to get involved so that they can possibly get into game tournaments, maybe win a scholarship or something. 
what is your projection of video game development overall? I know that's like three or four questions, but let's focus on the video game development. Absolutely. Video game development is one of the things that I'm working on with the group called Community, spelled with an X. And, you know, recently with Community, we've launched a league for esports with the HBCU, some of the HBCU. So that's brand new. So college-age students, look out for that. You can go check it out. And especially at BCU, please find one of those leagues and join up. It's brand new. It's going to be increasing. And one of our goals is to bring esports and game industry to a diverse background, a diverse group of individuals. So we're going to bring it to some of the HBUs and some of the other schools here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, game development, the future of it, where it's at now, the future of it is... This is my opinion. This is my thoughts on it. I speak in the community a lot about these technologies. I speak with Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, um, various institutions, colleges, high schools to promote the notion of participating in game development in these esports. The technology is fairly easy to use. The technology is readily available. It's getting to the point where you don't need as specialized equipment or specialized software to develop these items. I'll use Roblox, for example. I'm working with kids nowadays and using Roblox as a game development technology. You can play Roblox on a mobile device. You can use it on your computer, mobile device, whatever technology you have, you can use it and develop on it. And I'm like, look, these are the same techniques and same skills that we use in the industry for developing high-end items. So look, get in there. You can learn how to code. The coding is very simplistic at this level. You can get in there and start coding. A 10-year-old can do that. Even folks younger than 10 can do that. You can get in there and start to learn how to build virtual environments, 3D virtual environments. You can learn how to operate and think in 3D, in 3D space. All these things are available to us now. Our children, you know, our young adults, our professionals, this is all available to us. And I encourage anybody that has any interest in this, to one, go for it. There's so many tools out there. And two, to reach out to me, I'll personally help you all and share some of the technologies and things that I've used in the past for tutorials and education in these technologies. This is something that I'm passionate about, and I've been doing it for over 20 years, sharing the technologies, because I would love to see more individuals in it. And with that being said, the industry is moving in a direction where I want to be careful on how I phrase this, where university degrees are not needed. So things are shifting right now where certifications and experience are beginning to outweigh having a bachelor's degree from university. I think Apple, Google, some of the big tech companies, Apple, Google, Amazon have already moved away from requiring university degrees to get a job at their companies. So that experience is very important. You've doing things in the past. You maybe having a cert certificate is very important because it gives you a direct pipeline to, okay, boom, you have this skill and you at efficiency with it. So I just want to mention that, but you know, going to school is still needed, but the industry is shifting. Something to be aware of right now. Now you mentioned coding. How do kids learn how to code because a lot of schools don't teach it. Do you have like a camp or something or can you direct kids to learn to code or do they, can they learn it on their own? Where should they go for if they want say, Hey, I want to develop my own game, but I need to learn how to code. What direction would you give anyone? Oh, wow. There's so many platforms. This is going to be hard for me to answer now. There are so many platforms out there where coding is simplistic. One of the places where I work with students directly on coding is through FIRST Robotics. We have to program and code the robot. We either use C++, Java, or something called LabVIEW, which is a graphical user interface programming language where you kind of draw lines and do items, draw lines and move shapes around to code. There's a notion of Blueprints, which is also a graphical programming language. Blueprints is part of Unreal Engine. Unity has a form of it as well where you can use graphical notation to program as opposed to using syntax. Um, There's so many places where you can go to code. Again, Roblox is another item. And these are high-level items that has amazing documentation and tutorials all over the place 
to learn how to code. You can use an Arduino microcontroller. You can use a Raspberry Pi to code. They use very simple coding syntax. What else can you use? You can use Python and develop all sorts of web backgrounds. You can use, I think it's Arduino Processing, which is a graphical coding platform. There's many, many places to go. What I typically recommend people do is say, hey, find a project, something that you want to do, get involved with that project, and then code that. Because trying to follow a book or just code something out of the blue is kind of boring. But if you have a goal, and even better, if you have a deadline, you learn pretty quickly on how to make it work. Right, right. So technically what you're saying is people can really just learn this on the fly through their own dedication and lo and behold, they can really find themselves, even adults can find themselves walking up a different career path, just learning how to code on their own. Absolutely. You know, and there's plenty, plenty opportunities to join individuals. I mean, you can look on, what is it? Is it Meetup? I think meetup.com, where there's all these groups and stuff out there. And there's plenty of people like, um, what are they called? The workshops where folks get together and just start building stuff. Again, the first robotics teams, we need coders. Go to meetup.com and find the people building video games. There are plenty of opportunities and there are tons of people looking for individuals to code and there are individuals willing to help teach the next generation, the next iteration of other individuals on how to code. There's plenty of resources out there. All you got to have is the desire and interest to do it. You don't necessarily have to have a strong background. You don't necessarily need to have strong hardware or software at home to do it. It's just if you want to do it, there's a way to do it for you. Awesome. Awesome. And so audience, having listened to what Degrashi just mentioned, as a child, children, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th grade, high school, even college, you can pick this up as a hobby and later on could eventually potentially turn it into career. As an adult, you could learn this on your own. Many of you may be out of work. You may want to pick this avenue up, learn to code. And obviously the opportunities are exponential because of this field being so hot as we speak. So sometimes you can easily move into other fields that are needed by just learning something new. And that's why we all should be learning something new each day. When we come back from this commercial break, we're going to now talk to Debrasha Daniels about his business aspects. We mentioned in his bio that he implements agile practices and processes on projects with budgets ranging from 100K to 30 million with inception through the full product life cycle. And we want to learn a little bit more about that after this commercial break. Hi, I'm Dr. Orlando Morris McCauley Jr., a candidate for Episcopal service in the AME Church. I'm the father of three young men and one daughter who are millennials. Their vision and concept of church is quite different than tradition. One of my visions as candidate for bishop is to find innovative ways for which millennials can exercise their gifts and share their vision, especially through technology. There are a few ways you can help the Macaulay for Bishop campaign by donating monetary gifts. You may do so by visiting our website at www.macaulayforbishop.com and clicking on the donation page on the menu. You may donate using the Cash App or the Givelify options. Your gift can make a huge difference in the life of the church. Find us on Facebook at Macaulay for Bishop 2020. Share our link, promote what we do, or find out how to volunteer. The Lord bless and keep you is my prayer. Do you have that burning desire to educate, empower, and inspire community? We here at WDRB Media provide you with such wonderful opportunities to make such a positive impact. So step out on faith and make a significant difference with your gift. We care about your voice and the impact it has. Call 1-877-342-7770 and provide them with the code 1349 to begin the process. That's 1-877-342-7770 and code 1349. Did you know that each of us consumes more air each day than anything else in the world? We breathe in over 3,000 gallons of air every day. According to the Environmental Protection Agency, indoor air levels of many pollutants may be two to five times and sometimes more than 100 times higher than outdoor levels. Whether or not you suffer from allergies or not, there is something you can do about it. 
Introducing the Volera Air and Surface Pro Plus, which combines five nature-based processes into one unique, proven, active technology system that helps clean the air you breathe and the surfaces you touch. Aeros, the global leader in surface and air purification solutions, announced on September 30th, 2020 that independent test results of their hydroxyl blaster with active pure technology confirms that the product kills the SARS-CoV-2 virus on surfaces. The testing data established a 99.98% surface kill rate of live SARS-CoV-2 virus in only 7 hours over 300 square feet of space. SARS-CoV-2 is the known virus that causes COVID-19. During a pandemic such as we are currently living in, you cannot afford not to have this device in your home and or office. Order the Volera Air and Surface Active Pure system today at volera.com forward slash Odell Glenn PhD. Again, that's V-O-L-L-A-R-A dot com forward slash O-D-L-L-G-L-E-N-N PhD. Does your child have an interest in STEM? Is he or she always asking the why questions? With four engineering degrees behind him, Dr. Glenn can help you better navigate the process. Sign up on his website at www.ogstem.com for newsletters, his upcoming book, and webinars dedicated to STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. The key to success is to plan early. It's never too early to plan. Are you a full-time caregiver for a loved one with a terminal illness? Do you feel overwhelmed at times? Do you often feel as if there is no hope? Well, with over 12 years of caregiving experience for two parents alone, in addition to writing a dissertation, fulfilling ministerial obligations, working home-based businesses, and radio personality responsibilities, Dr. Odell Glenn has found the time and has had the energy to write a book to inspire and empower other caregivers. Purchase his book entitled, Caregiving, the inspirational manual on his website at www.ogcaregiving.com. And you can also book him to come and speak at your next event, function, or club. Again, the website is www.ogcaregiving.com. Well, welcome back, radio audience. We are here with the infamous DeGracio Daniels, who has given us a whirlwind of knowledge on virtual reality, augmented reality, as well as robotics and video game development. Now, DeGracio, we realize you have a very expiring company, and we want to know what type of companies utilize your service? I know we read in your bios about aviation, but what type of companies utilize your service? And if there is a company out there who is listening to this radio show, how can they reach you? Thank you for that. So if you are interested in some of the services and items that I'm about to speak on, you can reach me directly at daniels81 at hotmail.com. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-S-8-1 at hotmail.com. So you asked a question about some of the companies that I work with and some of the services that I provide. Dr. Glenn, I've had an amazing career and through corporate America, I've received a lot of training. One of the largest companies that I worked at that has the strongest influence on my career, I worked with Lockheed Martin for 16 years. And with Lockheed Martin, it's a very, very fast paced engineering environment. And Everyone is a type A personality and it's get it done, get it done, get it done. And, you know, I did that for 16 years and it instilled a sense of drive, a sense of expertise, a sense of being a gracious professionalism about the way I do things. And then when I left Lockheed Martin, I didn't realize that that wasn't the normal. I realized that I had the ability to get in a particular paradigm. I'm going to use the unknown for now. And I was able to revel in it and generate solutions extremely fast. Uh, Again, I was used to working with individuals like that. But, you know, coming out of that, I found that, you know, okay, this isn't the case for everyone. So when I started working with companies, when I do work with companies, I'm able to analyze their particular paradigm. I'm able to analyze their scenario and to quickly generate solutions for whatever it is they need to overcome. For example, Some of the service I will provide will be 
business consultation, especially with startups and entrepreneurs. With startups and entrepreneurs and with businesses, one of the difficult things is just getting started and mapping out what the plan is. So always my very first thing that I do is I, I'll say, hey, what are your milestones? What's your timeline? What's your budget? What are your objectives? So my first entry, I say my tier one, my first phase of working with entities when it comes to business consultation is to define those upfront things, you know, milestones, timeline, budget, roles and responsibilities. Boom. This gives a basic understanding of what it is that's trying to be accomplished. Phase two, we'll go into a deep dive. And this is where my engineering skills come out. I would take those high-level milestones and I would translate them into technical and systems requirements and a system architect. I would design the technical solution based on what the business objectives are. I can switch from the director of operations or designing the business, and I can switch to a technical role and to design the, the solution, right? And after I go through the designing the, you know, the business solution, and the technical solution, then the third phase I normally operate is then putting the solution together by defining the hardware platforms, by defining the software platforms, and putting together the specific solution in extreme detail. And all three of those phases, I will provide a budget, an estimate on how much these things will cost. And that's how I work on the business consultation and the technical consultation manner. So any phases of the development process, I can work in quality management systems. Yes, I can help develop those. Onboarding process. Yes, we can help develop those. What are your defining your roles and responsibilities? Yes, I can help define those. I can put together your technical solution using whatever platform you want to use. You want to use Microsoft Azure. You want to use Amazon AWS, Amazon Web Services. Of course, we can use any of those things. You want to use Unity? You want to use Unreal? Absolutely. You want to build a robot? Come on. I can do that too for you. I can build all those solutions up for you on the back end, also providing a highly accurate estimate of cost at the same time. So can we safely say that the most of the companies that approach you are mainly technical startup or to large companies, but they're basically technical in a certain aspect? I would say the, the recent companies that I'm working with now are technical. So I'm working with Community and Travel Syst. And I'm operating as a consultant and a CTO effort, chief technology officer and chief operational officer with these entities. So currently I'm doing more business definition and technical definition. Okay. Now, maybe, you know, five plus years ago, I was working more so with artists and organizations and pretty much just developing technical solutions for the production. So I was more like an executive producer or a technical producer for some of those items. So I've been shifting over the last years, working more so with uh, entrepreneurs and startups and technical companies. Right. And so I can only imagine that after COVID, more people are pretty much starting new businesses and looking at innovative ways. I'm sure, or correct me if I'm wrong, that you are getting more business than a lot more business now, or it's about the same, or how has it changed from COVID to now? Well, from COVID to now, I am definitely getting a lot of interest. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what happens is because virtual reality and augmented reality is still new, it still has, when it comes to development, it still has a, a cost, a higher cost than most people expect. To. Right. So, but with that being said, I, I reach out and I work with different individuals and, you know, I'm getting the interest and people are reaching out and I'm able to provide ROMs, rough order of magnitude for them for this technology. However, the companies, the entities that I work with are more so the entities who are trying to develop learning management systems, who are trying to secure fundings for small organizations and provide maybe youth feedback. That's where I'm finding myself getting the best traction is creating educational programs using various technologies to include virtual reality and augmented reality for youth education. Awesome. Awesome. Very interesting. Very interesting. And so, Degracia, you use lean thinking to lead continuous process improvement efforts resulting in waste reduction. What does that mean in layman's term to someone who may be listening? What is lean continuous process management efforts? 
Lean thinking is based on the Japanese concept of Kaizen. Kaizen is where you're consistently reviewing your development process and trying to find ways to improve it. Basically, you say, hey, I can do something tomorrow better than I did it yesterday. You're constantly looking for ways to improve it, become more efficient, to spend less money, to reduce waste. That's lean thinking. You got black belt training, green belt training, white belt training, yellow belt training. You got the Kaizen process. You got Six Sigma. All these are lean processes, are lean theories on how to continuously improve your development process. And this is where we develop and get our efficiencies when it comes to, I guess you could say corporate development and large end development. You know, we figure out a way to do things cheaper tomorrow than what it costs us today. So as in the aerospace industry, building aircraft, it's a very expensive process, right? So we are constantly trained. We constantly hold meetings. We are constantly exercising ourselves in a way to improve our process. And we're constantly, you know, reducing costs and reducing the time to do that. I was successful in doing that for many, many projects. For example, building one of our computer, building a computer for a simulator that I designed, I was able to reduce the build process from 24 hours down to four hours because I changed the technology. I changed the process from installing all the software manually to just creating a clone process of hard drives. So I didn't have to go in and install Solaris, which is a Unix-based operating system. I didn't have to go in and install all the various platforms like FPCB2 and all the every various software applications I needed. Once I had a computer set up, I just cloned it. And it took maybe, you know, you know, four hours to do that. And then it saved us a lot of money and a lot of time. Awesome. Awesome. Degrassi, you just built out a wealth of knowledge. And so audience, as you can see, whatever business that you have, you want lean thinking and you want lean strategies in your build business. You want to reduce costs and reducing costs also produces waste. And so you should always be thinking about how can I be better the next month than I was the month prior? Or how can I be better this year than I was last year? And so this is where Degrassi's skill sets comes in from early on getting his degree in industrial engineering and now taking that as a spinoff into his own business to help companies redevelop their systems to produce more product and to produce a larger profit at the end by reducing waste. And so this is a skill that we all should commit to even in our personal lives as far as being better than we are the next day than we were the day before. And this is a field that you could potentially go into industrial engineering, virtual augmented technology, and all these industries are constantly changing. So also we need fresh ideas and new eyes to actually see some of these systems go from beginning to end and cut down costs and waste. Degrassi, what can you speak on that? If someone, say for instance, a high school or a college student is interested in going into a field like yours and following your steps up. What advice would you give him or her? Some of the things that I, I can recommend for individuals who may be interested in engineering, lean thinking, augmented reality, virtual reality, the video game design, is the one initially have that desire and that interest. I speak regularly on the technologies and I want this to be heard. I want to be clear that it is not difficult to get into. The technologies are available to all of us. And I want to encourage, if you just have that basic interest to seek the items, uh, to seek the training out there, Coursera, all these online training applications where you can go get education from these universities for free, go sign up for Coursera and all the other educational platforms out there on the internet. Go to these platforms, Unreal, Roblox, Unity, download these free software platforms and go to their tutorials that are on YouTube. Watch the YouTube videos for these platforms, right? If you want to do something robotics, First Robotics is free. There are thousands upon thousands of First Robotics teams across the nation slash across the world. Go join a First Robotics team. It costs nothing to anyone to join. Just participate. So, and then of course, you know, I am a resource as well. Please reach out to me at Daniels 
hotmail.com if you need some specific examples. But there are plenty of resources available to all of us at no cost right now. Yes. And guys, I want to re-emphasize what Degrassi just mentioned. Coursera.com is a goldmine in the fact that you can learn courses on your own, software on your own, new skills on your own. Standardized tests, you can learn them through Coursera.com. Take some of the time to go to these courses and learn them on your own. And then put them on your resume after you have passed the exam, because then that's a skill set that you can use to market yourself or to start something your own. So go into the deep and don't be afraid to tap into the unknown, because long are the days where we're just waiting for schools and teachers to teach you something. We now have the access of lots of information at the tip of our fingers through computers, through software and through online learning that we did not have before. So take the time to explore and to learn, and you will find yourself going to untapped potential that you didn't know you had. And then who knows where that can lead you. And then teach someone else. You don't know it until you teach it, really. And when you teach it, you realize that you learn more, and then you grab more knowledge to give back. Degrasha, it has been such a pleasure. This is, we're closing in on the time of interviewing you. You are a wealth of knowledge. On Radio Audience, you've gotten his information and we hope that you definitely utilizes it. And Degrassi, are there any final words you want to give to the audience before we leave? Absolutely. Again, Dr. Glenn, thank you for having me on the show today. Audience, thank you all for having me. I look forward to questions. Feel free to reach out to me, daniels81 at hotmail.com. I love talking with the community. I love answering questions to get the community engaged. I just want to encourage, there's plenty of opportunities out here to learn. You know, don't be afraid of the unknown. It doesn't take a long time to learn these things. Of course, there are courses last about a month, maybe two months. You know, after four to eight weeks, you could be a software programmer. You can have a certification in that. So dive into these things. It doesn't take long. There are plenty of videos and it's easy. So stay positive, stay strong, and keep your eyes open. Look forward to the future because our best days are yet to come. Thank you so much, Degrasha. Thank you so much for your time with the OG Inspirational Show this morning. And so this is all the time that we have. We hope that you have been inspired, educated, encouraged, empowered, and will reach your fullest potential. Until next week, signing off, this is Dr. Odell Glenn. Have an awesome, blessed, empowered week. Do you have that burning desire to educate, empower, and inspire community? We here at WDRB Media provide you with such wonderful opportunities to make such a positive impact. So step out on faith and make a significant difference with your gift. We care about your voice and the impact it has. Call 1-877-342-7770 and provide them with the code 1349 to begin the process. That's 1-877-342-7770 and code 1349.